In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Last week we talked about how God is giving us a land of rest, a land of peace. And we've been journeying with Moses and the Israelites as they've been sent from slavery in the land of Egypt into the promised land, which is the land of rest. But Moses gives the Israelites a warning before they enter into this land. He says, when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to imitate the abominations of the nations there. It made me think of our parents who were born in Iraq and were persecuted. And so they came to America, a land of freedom, so that they can find rest and peace. We made it. We're building a life here. And yet, there is a danger in being here. Moses says, When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to imitate the abominations of the nations there. What he's basically saying is, keep your roots. Do not enculturate yourself. Do not become like the land you are going to, but remain who you are. Our older generation coming from Iraq to America, they had two choices. Hold on to the faith. Hold on to the culture. Not making the culture what America makes the culture. America says your culture is food, drinks, clothing, dancing, singing. But culture is a lot more than that, and we know that as a Chaldean people. Rooted in our culture is our faith. And so they had two choices. Enculturate themselves into this culture or remain in their roots. Remain proud of being Chaldean. Proud of being Catholic. Me growing up, I remember going to school like a lot of kids. Kids, you still with me? Kids, can you raise your hands? You're in school and you, you're Chaldean. And you're living Chaldean and, and for lunch you bring takhratha pusra and all that stuff, right? Because that's what your mom gives you and all that. And the, the friends, like your other friends who are not Chaldean, they're looking at you like, what is that? And I used to trade my takhratha for like peanut butter and jelly because it was just fun, you know? Okay, that was normal. And as a kid, me personally, I had a temptation of not being proud of my Chaldean nature, my identity, and wanting to conform to other people and how they were. I just, kids, don't you just want to fit in? And sometimes you feel weird, you feel different. Be careful. Remain who you are. Be proud of who you are. To our young families and to those who are raising up their children, think of how you want to raise your children. Is it like how our parents raised us with the back home mentality? Which, there's some danger to that. It's not all perfect, but at least it maintained faith. Or, do you want to raise your children in a way that's just like you're enculturating them into this culture? Ask yourself, like, how do you allow your kids to dress? Is it modesty or is it like, go ahead? Or, when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to sleep over. I'm like, mom, everyone gets to sleep over. Why can't I sleep over? Like, because we don't do that in our house. That's our culture. I don't want you to... Or when you go to parties, right? And as kids, 
oh man, I was just like, do I really have to kiss everybody? And it's like around this big circle and you're just like, okay, okay. You know, there's something beautiful about that though. You're teaching your kids how to respect and how to even, even if it's hard sometimes, to kiss every single person. It's beautiful. It's good. The reading continues in Deuteronomy. I'm talking about the first reading, Moses. It says, Let there be none among you who practices divination, soothsayers, sorcerers, those who cast spells, consult ghosts and spirits, oracles. Anyone who does this is an abomination to the Lord. There are a lot of spiritual practices around us. And we might think, oh, we're Christian. We're not, we're, you know, we, we don't do those things. We're not soothsayers. We're not oracles. We're not witches. And yet, what's in our culture? That is not Christian. The Anna. The I. It's coming back. It's like everywhere. We're going, I'm doing baptisms now, and they're on the klila. The I, people wear it because they think it keeps other people's eyes from me. So if I have this eye, it protects me from other people's eyes. That is demonic. That is not a Christian symbol. And you are using something evil to alasas protect you when Jesus Christ is the only one who really can protect you. So take it off. Stop putting it on your children. It is an abomination to the Lord. In our culture, people often take kids or whoever that are like feeling anxiety, they take them to what's called a disdotha. You take them to this person, they pray, they do some disdotha stuff, and the fear comes out of you as if that's like got some power. Anything that is not in the name of Jesus is not of Jesus. And so be careful. Stop doing that. We have Finjan cup reading, and in a sense, we kind of know that's wrong, but it still happens. It's going on. So we need to start correcting people and saying, stop reading your cups. Oh, I just do it because it's a hobby. It's like, oh, I finished my chai, or I finished my uh, whatever, arabia, whatever, and you drink it, and then, okay, I look. Why are you looking? Stop looking. There's nothing to see in there. And actually, if you do see something, it's demonic, so be careful. We also have zodiac signs, like my, my uh, generation, they're really into zodiac signs or your horoscopes or your animal or stones and things like that. We have to be careful. And if we're into this kind of stuff, I just want to encourage you, first thing, have faith. Repent, in, repent and believe in Jesus, who is the true light of the world, who is the way, truth, and life. Go to confession and just renounce it all. I want us to declare a couple of things. Say this with me. If you believe a lie, if you believe a lie, say it again. If you believe a lie, if you believe a lie, you empower the liar. You empower the liar. Jesus says the devil is the father of lies. And so if you believe a lie, you empower the liar. If you believe a superstition, if you believe Finn John, if you believe the eye, if you believe these things, if that's part of your faith, then you empower that to control your spirituality. So what I'm telling you is, these things do have power, but that power is not in the name of Jesus. And so, as Christians, we don't live that way. We don't do that in our house. 
Moses was not allowed to enter the promised land. It was pretty sad. He, he sinned and God said to him, you're not entering the promised land. But Joshua is the one who did. And Joshua led the people. And when they entered Can uh, the land of Canaan, which was the promised land, Joshua saw all of this stuff going on that's not of the Hebrew Israelite faith. And he was tempted to believe in that stuff and do those things, and people were doing them. And Joshua said, and I want us to declare this. He said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You guys can do whatever you want in America, doing all these different things. That's you. It's not right. That's you. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So I want us to declare that. As for me and my house, as for me and my house we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. Amen. All right, good. So uh, faith, when we live in faith, we're building up our faith so that we can live how Jesus is calling us to. All right, I wanna, I'm going to do like kind of a word for word. Like I have some notes. I'm going to talk about yoga right now. Yoga is a big, like, it's a big thing in today's culture. And a lot of people live, live yoga. They call themselves yogis and all that. And a lot of people in our community are doing yoga. So it's a hotly debated issue uh, in the Catholic community. Like, can I do yoga or not? So I want to first make some distinctions and talk a little bit about it. And so if, if I'm looking at my notes a little more, it's just because I want to say it kind of the right way. Okay? You with me? Yes. All right. First, what is yoga? Yoga is a discipline originating from Hinduism and Eastern spirituality. And yoga does have a spiritual dimension. If you're practicing yoga as a Catholic, as a Christian, in a spiritual way, the Catholic Church would say you should not do that. You're participating in a spirituality that although it has some good elements like some self-acceptance, introspection, it's not a Christian framework grounded on a relationship with Jesus and the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That the spirituality of yoga is not a Christian spirituality. So if you're living yoga as a spirituality, the Catholic Church would say you should not do that. But what if, and this is for most people, you do yoga as a workout. You go to yoga, it helps you breathe, it's an amazing stretch, it's a workout, it gives you some peace, helps you kind of like understand yourself because yoga is very introspective, it's inward thinking. There are two sides to like what the Catholic community says. And so I'm going to just talk about them real quick. There are very holy priests, bishops, exorcists that say that even if you don't intend to do yoga in a spiritual way, that just by doing the stretches, you are participating in that spirituality because the poses are the form of the spirituality. So just by even participating in yoga, even though you say it's just a workout, there are many holy bishops, exorcists that would say, that's bad, it's wrong. Now, on the other side, there are a lot of holy Catholics, priests, bishops, exorcists, 
who say that if you do the stretches and workout of yoga, you can do yoga as long as it's not part of your spirituality. The church authority has not made a firm conclusion on if yoga can be done as a Catholic. But the church is clear that if yoga is part of your spirituality, that it is wrong and sinful because it is not Christian worship. We worship in the Holy Spirit. Personally, regarding yoga, I'm not going to say to you yes or no because the church hasn't made a definitive statement. So I don't want to say more or less than what the church has said, okay? I can just give you my personal opinion. But I would offer caution when doing anything that has a spiritual dimension. Anything that we do that is spiritual, that is not in a Christian framework, be careful. Some of you may say in yoga, I pray. When I'm in yoga, I'm literally praying to Jesus. Okay, but be careful of falling into yoga spirituality or yoga philosophy. One thing that yogis often say is, the light in me honors the light in you. Okay, but what does that mean? For Christians, the light in us is God. God in us. The light is the Lord. But for yogis, they may say that the light is something else. It's a different force. Or it's something you create within yourself. Or it's positive thinking. Just be careful and prudent to engage in yoga because yoga has a spiritual reality, a spiritual dimension. Another thing is don't substitute the chapel with a yoga mat. Don't substitute going to adoration, being in silence. Because a lot of people that do yoga, they do it for self-care. They do it because it helps them love themselves, think more, be more self-aware, all of those things. That's what the Lord can do for you in the adoration chapel. That's what he does in prayer. So do not substitute the chapel with a yoga mat. Last week, we talked about Jesus asked the question, what are you looking for? What do you seek? And so when doing yoga, ask yourself, what are you looking for? If you're looking for a spirituality, then that's not Christian. True spirituality as a Christian is living in the Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk about that right now. There's two dimensions to living in the Spirit of God. First, Jesus says the Holy Spirit, say this with me, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. The Spirit of truth. So as Christians, we live in truth. We live by the truth. Jesus, the way, truth, and life. And St. Paul says in Romans chapter 12, let's just say this with me again. Do not conform yourself, Do not conform yourself. to this age. But be, transformed but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, renewal of your mind. so that you may know what the will of God is, what is good, pleasing, and perfect, okay? So living in truth renews your mind so that you can live as a Christian. Second thing, living a spiritual life is to live a sacramental life. The sacraments that the church has, the sacraments that are given to us as gifts from God are outpourings of the Holy Spirit. So when you receive the sacraments, today you're going to receive the Eucharist, outpourings of the Holy Spirit. And so my encouragement to all of us today, don't 
Be careful of other spiritualities and live in the Spirit of God. Embrace the Word of God, the truth. And so pick up your Bible. A challenge for all of us. If you have not picked up your Bible, take your Bible, put it on your bedstand. Literally, right next to your bed. I want every single one of us to have a Bible on our bed and maybe you can take out Snapchat, take a picture, send it to your friends and be like, my Bible's at my bedside. Thank you, Father John slash Holy Spirit. Amen? Okay, so put a Bible by your bedside and then open it. Live in the truth of God's Word. Second thing, we have Ba'utha coming up. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Three powerful days to experience really our sin, in a sense. God's mercy. And then to experience the Eucharist every single day. Try to come to Mass Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, or all three days this week and live Ba'utha. Amen.